Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Welcome back to the OC. I will be your host for today, Jason Turnbull. Proud to be here. Happy to be here with my two colleagues, mm. Kevin and Sean. Good to nice. be back. Good to N- be back. Nice to see all of you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Good weekend. Great Amazing. weekend. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Dog ate mushrooms. <laughs> yes, yes. That That's was probably the event. Had some seizures. Yeah. Fine now, though. Yeah. Good to be clear, there are mushrooms in the wild. Yes. They were. Yes. <laughs> These mushrooms were, yeah, in yeah. the wild. They were not uh, cultured. Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah, but it's good news though. Good news, get some psychedelic mushrooms in your backyard. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> Potentially, I don't know if we're gonna. Or they're just poisonous. Or just poisonous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So That's a little got? rough. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. today we thought uh, kind of to piggyback. Right, we had our last two on trauma. We thought we'd piggyback on that a bit and go with something we're going to call "Get to the Source." Um, as we all know, when we first come out in practice, or even when we have a few years under our belt, that sometimes it's cloudy, and it's hard to sometimes get to that, what's the anchor? What's the one thing that is not allowing, or, or few things that are not allowing this, this, this client on your table to make that step to get back towards optimal health? Um, and it's normal. We all go through this stuff where it can be sometimes really challenging, right? Is to find what's that root cause. How do we, what, so we wanted to share today with our listeners on maybe some different tips and different strategies and, and different ways to, to get right down to what the, the, the real reason that person has come into your office to get through all those other different layers and all the fluff that's on top and, and really get to the, to the, to the meat and potatoes of it all, right? And, mm. uh, and get to that source and, and then obviously get them back on their path and back to referring people into your clinic because you were the one that, that helped solve their problem, right? We see these people come into our office, the ones that have seen another osteopath before, that have seen a chiropractor, that have seen a physio. And we've said this in previous podcasts that you know, if they've already seen these other in- individuals and you, if they walk in and you're just doing mechanics, chances are they've already had that form of treatment but someone else has missed out on something else that we think is maybe playing a larger role. That's it. Well, good point. Uh, it's important, obviously, to take a step back and look at the big picture with a client, right? Where mm-hmm. We don't just want to treat mechanically. We want to look at all the things that could impact a person's um, health, outlook, perception, everything else, and how they interrelate with each other and affect the person in ways that uh, maybe they're not aware of as well, right? So there is some education uh, involved with getting into all this type of stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, but it's fun. It does make work exciting. Like Jay was saying, when you're starting out, maybe you're not really um, uh, as confident and maybe some of the information that you're getting, whether it's intuitively, whether it's through other forms of uh, evaluation tools that we can acquire over time with either experience and or taking other courses. So these are things that we want to kind of summarize through all of our different experiences over the years and, and try and give you guys an idea of uh, some of the things that work for us and hopefully that can pique some interest in you guys and, and get you on that right track to getting down to what really helps a person heal at a deeper level. You know? 
Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, uh, I remember one of the courses we did uh, years back, <clears throat> they used to use this analogy of minimum effective dose. So, and it ties in exactly with root cause. So once you, you know, what is the primary cause of the, like you say, what is the anchor? What is caught? What has derailed the system from being able to auto-regulate or, or repair itself? And then what you as a practitioner, what can you do in the moment to actually affect the change, right? What's the, what's the single or the path of least resistance that will, you know, and it might not even be from you. It might be from like, like Kev said, it might be an understanding that the patient makes mm. in your office. But, um, that to me is uh, is combining those two elements, right? So what's the root cause and what's the minimum effective dose to allow that healing process to take place, right? Perfect. All right, well, why don't we start with uh, what we have in our list here. So, Kev, I'll throw it to you. Um, what we had put down is uh, is trust your intuition. So where mm -hmm. do you think intuition plays a role here to, to helping someone find that source, that source of the problem? Well, I, I think there's a lead up to that, you know, like there, there's obviously when you're coming out of school, there, you know, there's a getting comfortable in your in your work environment and how you um, structure an appointment to uh, get information necessary to get down to what's really the issue, right? So, but then what happens if I go like, let's say personally, I don't know if I told this story before, but uh, what started happening with me was I had one particular client coming in, so this is just an exercise to listening to yourself, you know, like pay attention to information you're getting from a client. Some people will get it either um, uh, intuitively, some people will get it through better questioning, uh, whatever. Testing. But whatever. sometimes that intu is intuitive, you know, you got to really go with, not be afraid to go with what you feel is required on that day with that person. There, There is something to that you have to really pay attention to it because there there's usually a specificity about about why you're being drawn to something right mm -hmm. so then it's to go and investigate that and does that make sense and does this and then find ways like for me with this one particular person where this started was i kept getting the same kind of like uh um questioning that kept coming up in my in my mind you know i oh ask him about this ask him about this and i was thinking oh well, i'm just making stuff up in my head, you know? You're putting it there. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. And so, uh, you know, I just kind of played it for that. And then they came back the next time and the same thing came up. So I, I said, okay, well, instead of just coming out and saying like, listen, I'm hearing that I should ask you. Well, I have voices in my yeah. head and they're telling me <laughs> Not to, to freak this. you out. But, yeah. uh, so what I did is I just kind of in a normal way said, Hey, how's it going with, uh, such and such or your work or whatever it was at the time. And the, person said my god because this has been like the sore in my side for like the thorn in my side for so long like um and started talking about it and it ended up helping the situation you know like it uh so it's important whether you know it's either uh, an old injury they've had sometimes we we can get insight on that you have to really trust what's coming to you and then just find a, an interesting way to to ask the person to so that they feel comfortable um, they might not want to talk about what you're getting either right so you have to you have to be careful about that because you know for sure some people might be ready to go into it some people not which is fine we just got to respect that and when they are it'll help and it's important though on that note trusting that is to to again i think the education part is um 
you know, in whatever way you think they need to hear it, is explain all those relationships and how, yes, something you're going through or perceiving like stress and or uh, belief systems and or anything like that can actually impact you on a physical level. So you need tools, again, communication skills in order yeah. to bridge like bridge that gap and, and either like, you know, I guess it's just tell them or teach them about the intuitive process and how it relates to to their physiology and you know like the mental emotional stuff so having these good analogies and or parallels that you can yeah. you know you can use to to link the two together so that coming it's not necessarily coming from left field sometimes right that's an important process yeah. well on that note that's yeah. a great point because how often does it happen that a patient will say i knew it was that mm. yeah after well they know yeah. right? you know what i mean so the more they can get, I said, you know, you can coach them into like paying attention to what's happening yeah. to them, right? They yeah. get, that's such an asset because then they can understand, all right, I am having an issue with this. So I always tell them, well, I go, it's pretty simple. Find a solution. If you find a solution to things and you don't let it just kind of sit under the rug, your body's not really going to take a beating from it. It's when we don't. And there's usually these repeated themes of things that keep coming back with a person, right? And that's because they really either have to work on that, uh, and it's just going to get bigger and bigger. That's the you, you said that many podcasts ago with that. Well, that's my old neck, right? Mm. Oh, it's just my old neck, and it keeps coming back, yeah. right? It's because that old neck never, mm. no one ever got maybe to that point at one point or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's funny, it's true. Yeah, we put down some of these bullets, but they all kind of overlap each other, sure. right? So, Sean, you had said with trust your intuition how, you know, it comes down to our, the chameleon effect and asking questions, which we have down next. Like asking questions is, is so important to getting down to the source, right? It's why we invented that our lifestyle audit as part of our, um, our intake form here. And it's the best way to, well, to get answers, right? It's, get it's, a read it's on to get a read, right? Yeah. And, and, um, and yeah, and I think like, like you said, it's important to, to I guess our next one is listening, but it's important to listen and, and have your intuition. Know how is this person? Where are they? Where are they in their journey? What are they prepared for? How do yeah. I how do I how do I formulate the question that's not going to be intrusive or, or off putting? You want to make sure you're you know you're sometimes too, you can ask too far for them. At that's right. Their level I think of I think like we 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 say this as well. I think you have a foundation. Uh, in school that is going to give you a, a nice little detective, you know, overlook of things mm -hmm. specific to whatever the patient presents with. But then, like you said, it, I think it's in the listening process, right? Cause you start with that cause that's your foundation. But in the listening process, you will then know like through trusting your intuition where you need to take the interview. <clears throat> right? That's right. And uh, I think that's what you're trying to, you're, you're basically yeah, exactly. saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you can look at their physical exam and then, and then whatever they're writing down and, and exactly formulate your way through it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, for instance, we talk about sleep a lot and people coming in and having sleep issues and waking up in the middle of the night. And it's, that's yeah, how you turn those questions. Oh, I see here that you say you don't sleep well. You know, dive in. You can be treating something else sometimes, but yeah. still like kind of peppering in those questions as you're kind of doing something else, right? And saying, oh, I know you didn't sleep. Tell me more about your sleep. So is there a pattern to when you wake up? Like, yeah. I don't really mind if you wake up and you fall back asleep, but are you waking up and kind of staying awake? Because, you know, we're supposed to sleep at night and then I try to flip it, you know, but when we're awake during the day, we should be alert and focused, yeah. not dragging. Yeah. And that's your avenue. Because I also noticed, oh, by the way, you said uh, not sleeping at this point. Oh, well, that relates to 
know, your lung. Oh, and you just so happen to be stuck here. So did you ever have any trauma here? Like how did this, it's about piecing it together. Yeah. And then it doesn't seem so maybe far-fetched to the, to the yeah. person on your table. But most importantly, why we're talking about it is it gets you down to the what's source. the problem, yeah. right? The oh, I've got tennis elbow, but it's coming from, from yeah. more midline or, or whatever, right? So, yeah. And using your skills as a practitioner and the relationships, but also uh, like teaching them or, or you know, just expressing them to the patient as you're going through that detective uh, process. Well, and sometimes knowing that if they're coming in for, let's say I use tennis elbow, and you've got no real, real reason to have tennis elbow because they're not doing something repetitive. Mm -hmm. They're not doing something that should bring it out. But they have all this other stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And then you've also, your intuition saying, I, don't even sh I shouldn't even be here yeah. right now. Although you would do to give them some, makes it feel good that yeah. they're down there. But then, you know, the understanding of why it's up there. And, and, and then your ability to explain to them why you're going there. Yes. Right? That's the key. Like treating my father-in-law's tooth for his... Elbow pain. So there you go. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah, that was an interesting explanation. For sure. But, but you can do it. We can. Sure. We, we all have the skill set on how to get to that spot, to that point, right? We're, on, and what was on even that. crazier was your father-in-law's teeth were on the table, right? Right. He's got dentures. <laughs> go, so. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Found it. Oh, yeah, he's an avid listener. <laughs> the uh, <clears throat> so listening attentively too. The one thing is that so you know obviously we're listening like to what the patient's saying. But also the attentive listening to what's their part. body, yes. what's their body yeah. telling you? You know, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 this is our job. We, that's what we do is we listen to the body, right? So yeah. take the time to get out of your head uh, and stop thinking of the million and one evals <laughs> and techniques you can do and just pay attention to all the different uh, layers of the body of what they're doing, how they're behaving. Tone. Like one thing I'll Posture. ask is quite often is like, how are you living now? What's the body doing now? And how would you like to live? Well, that's what I just wrote down. Those we, I, we were taught; those are called the Sutherland questions, right? I don't know if that's how you guys taught it in your school. Yep. I think you yep. brought it up, right? The three <laughs> questions: How is this yep. person living? How would they like to live? Yeah. And what's preventing preventing them from getting there? That's so right. listening is absolutely two part. Yes, you want to listen to their tone, like you were about to say, but it's about listening to what's their body telling you. Mm -hmm. But Kev, you've said it now twice, and this is really important for any practitioner. I find that, especially that's new, you keep saying time. This stuff is more difficult to do if we don't spend enough time with our clients, right? We're lucky in our world mm -hmm. to be able to spend that time with people, right? That's mm -hmm. huge. So yeah, listening is a, is a huge part of that. And also, you know, like the only those people that come in your room and you can s just feel they're all jacked up. And if you don't mind, I have my phone with me at my side. I'm like, <laughs> right. yeah, because that's going to help a lot. I had a guy once that had two phones. Yeah. Nice. It's going to work out well. Yeah. I'm like, so how often does that phone go off? Oh yeah, it's kind of like, hmm. think there's any chance that plays a role in my ear here. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, it's, it's quite something. The mistress phone was one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The second must phone. Have been. Yeah. Must have been. Yeah. There's your father-in-law again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, no comment. All right. So then, Sean, I'll throw this one back to you. So we talked about beforehand, you talked about more of that brilliant at the basics, the stuff that we brought up in the past. So do you want to elaborate on that yeah. a little bit? For I think it's, it's always, uh, you know, we, we explain some of these techniques might be a little more advanced, but you have them already, right? And, and having that solid foundation, all the schooling you've done, uh, you know, extracurricular activities and courses, it gives you um, this, this foundation that you can always fall back on. And, 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 
you know, I always say this, you know, at any one point you, as long as you know, 7% more than the person you're trying to help, <laughs> you're going to be okay. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, but really trying to understand where they're at and then bring them to where you want them to go using your knowledge base is, is essential. And, uh, and like you say, if you trust that, you know, it's, you have, you have that foundation and you have intuition then you put those together and you're, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it's like showing up to work as your, the best version of yourself, right? If you, the more yeah. prepared you are personally, the more you're going to be able to give to your client, and the more you're going to be able to receive from what they're trying to tell you, either through communicating or through their body language, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big part of it. We probably skipped over listen attentively pretty quick as you got into those questions, but there's many other ways that we can maybe share with our practitioners of what we do to listen to their body, right? Through different even calling it testing. Like I know sometimes mm-hmm. how we do our initial vowel and we might do a sphere test, but sometimes we're just kind of running through things, but you have to sit there and actually go, so what, wait a second, what is that telling you? Like mm-hmm. if you're on someone and you're listening to their thoracic spine and you feel like different things like vibrations and stuff, that's your cueing that you need to ask more, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can't just skirt over that. The so, idea is that you've got to address that. Okay. I feel this. You have to be able to tell them, find a way, find a way that you feel comfortable broaching that subject with your client in front of you. It's just like look, listen, feel, right? Yeah. So your parents, <laughs> look, so you're, 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 you're really observe. Yeah. I, I, I'll see the person walk in and I'm already getting engaged. Like yeah. yes, how they're moving. What's going on with them? Yeah. You know, like so, sometimes it's closed? obvious. Like are they open? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are yeah, they exactly. sore? Right. Are they, yeah. right? you're getting then, so much from body language. Then it's how they're expressing themselves. And already right there, you haven't even asked a question. You already have tons of information about what. Well, I'm here because yeah. my back's a I'm never going to get better. Yeah. So you hammer that T-spine. Right. <laughs> to bring them up. Right? Like, exactly. You no, send them true. to physio. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's it. No, but it's, it's. Inside joke. That's key. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think all those things are important to be attentive with because all that can give you so much information to get started with and be on the right track to getting to what really the source is because people will gravitate towards telling you what it is. If you listen, right? if you're really attentive to what they're talking about there, people want to know. Well, and to, on that other note too, it made me think before when you had that comment about like, you know, like it we do have to adjust our language to mm-hmm. how someone needs to hear it perhaps. Right. I, I think for the most part, and you know, I'm sure you guys can attest to this is um, most people want to know a deeper meaning behind things. There's the few that don't, that obviously don't, wouldn't care less, but they're usually the ones that are going to stay in the mechanics of things and, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, but, but I think for the most part, a lot of people are curious about like, really? So, because I'm stuck in this problem, that's giving me this in my body. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So that means, because imagine the power they feel knowing too now, you could change that. <laughs> you don't have to keep doing it unless, you know, you're defining the word insanity, right? <laughs> and so, it's also neat because it, it goes from you asking questions sure. to them yeah. having an interest to uh, them asking, asking you questions. Yeah. And then you kind of like, ooh, you really yeah. peaked the More curiosity. proactive. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes and it those becomes a partnership, right? Yeah, then, for then, sure. Then you get buy-in mm. when, that, when that happens. So, and some of those big global tests that we do are very good for finding that. And like, you know, from listening, listening, right? Listening the to their field to see where they're being pulled off. To, you know, some people I'll be holding someone's ankles and just listening and almost sending a fluid wave up and seeing where their blockages are. And, and mm. now as we're, you know, I guess 
more veterans in the in our practices. Well, what are you doing here? Well, I'm just listening to see. Uh, oh yeah. Well, what do you feel? Mm. I said, well, you feel you're stuck around your left hip and you're stuck around your heart. And they're like, I heard what? left hit. And I'm like, no, left nice. hip, hip, hip. Yeah. And uh, really. And they're like, wow. I don't hear from my neck. I'm like, yeah. But my left hip is stuck. Like <laughs> crazy little things like that, right? And then like, and then sometimes if you can make a if you can make some sort of connection on something that they're feeling they haven't told you about either, yes, is very powerful, right? For, well, for clients, that, that's a great point on you taking advantage of that type of situation to have them, you know, like take two seconds. Okay, relax for a second. Close your eyes. Okay, now just let your body fall on the table. Hmm. Where do you feel you're stuck? Hmm. And then be like, it is my hip. Yeah, I've no? never so. I've, so then, then you know, it, they, they get that, like, holy crap, I can figure things out. Yeah. Because yes. they don't take time, huge. right? It's, a, it's, a, it's this whole, they actually are taking the time. Yeah. To actually think about it. To think about it. And then even sometimes when they show up in your office, they're, they're, they're outsourcing their care to us, right? Most but yet people. still not putting the time in themselves. Exactly. It's like, oh, just fix me, right? Well, it's hard oh, to just fix, fix your body when you're, you don't spend any time in it. Sounds yeah. like the source. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Stuck in your head all the time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which is probably a ma- vast majority of the population. Of course. Said. Outsourcing. You're in your head, you're dead. Source. Right? I like that. Who said that? Anthony Dr. Robbins. Oh. Anthony Robbins. <laughs> Ron McDonald. Ronald Ron. McDonald. <laughs> Big old Ronald. <laughs> Good. All right. I so think it was on top of the, like the park at McDonald's. <laughs> you're in your head, you're dead. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, kids. kids welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so then, well, we talked about a few other ways to get there through testing. So we don't want to obviously say you should be testing because that's not true. Um, so, AK testing, muscle yeah. testing. Sean, yeah. what do you, what do you, how do you use AK or, or muscle testing in your practice there to help you if yeah. to get to that source? Or when would you decide to, to use that instead of maybe your chiropractic skills or? Yeah, or I use it. I use it in combination. So it's definitely. Ask it allows me to ask and prioritize potentially what the patient needs and um, and the muscle testing. If you guys aren't familiar with applied kinesiology, look it up. It's amazing. Founded by Dr. George Goodhart, uh, he was just a brilliant mind and he was open. In his heart, yeah, in his heart, and he was open to all. He he studied everything, right? Yep. And he asked a lot of questions, and then he would use muscle testing essentially to answer it. And um, so, yeah, over the years, we've been diving down that pathway, which has, you know, opened some other doors and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I use it to uh, ask, but also demonstrate to the patient. And I find that when you can, when you can show them a neurological response through uh, either, you know, upregulating or downregulating uh, uh, a muscle response... They, there's a wow factor and they're like, oh my goodness, right? So it's, it's, it gets a, a lot more of um, just confirmation. Uh, it really kind of, what I found when we started taking these courses, you, you always knew these connections existed, but then when you can actually test them and you're like, oh, okay, this, is, this stuff is very powerful. It's powerful for you as a, as a practitioner to help give you direction. And it's very powerful for the, uh, for the patient or the client who sees the impact that um, you know, like you say, a therapy localization and or uh, depending on how far you take this bio, bio, uh, chemical, you know, some nutritional stuff, like they're like, wow, this is mm-hmm. very, very interesting. And like I said, it loops back into that minimum, minimum effective dose. So let's say you don't have much time and you really want to hit, yeah, you prioritize, right? 
and mm. and then it's like the it just cascades into more things yeah so strongly worth you know if you guys depending yeah. on what what journey you guys are at in your in your practice it's definitely worth looking into it's a, it'll just make you a better practitioner and um yeah we're still learning it amazes yeah. me every day you know I think the patient buy-in is huge for AK. I think uh, that's, I'll let you go first, Kev. That, that, yeah. I hear you. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, it just made me think of, uh, I, I, I'm the same, Sean. I think the buy-in for you get back, especially if someone's not, you know, you can, you're reading that, they're like, mm, I don't know, how did he get here exactly? I'm here for this. It's a great way to have testing, create a change, or or put a, a stimuli somewhere to create change, and they're like, wow. I think that's really fun. Um, it made me think of an example I had of someone... Uh, last week, a, a new client coming in for, I think, back pain, hip, hip back pain, anxiety, you know, go through the whole eval, uh, tons of stuff around the heart, right, and all that kind of stuff, a few things like lung, didn't sleep well, same, actually same, three to five, not sleeping great, hip, didn't even really get much to there, but I remember kind of doing my testing, and... Uh, and only my shoulder, you know, but a year, I don't know, nothing, didn't do anything, nothing's, I saw a few things, nothing's happening. So I, I'm like, okay, so I'm doing my testing. I said, I'll do some testing your shoulder to make sure, subscap. So I'm like, okay, I get under a muscle, I'm like, that's not really doing much. And I said, just put your middle finger right here for a second. And then, you know, I do the therapy localization for her lymphatics, just rock hard. And she's like, what? So I take her finger away, she does again, super weak, put your finger back on, super strong. She's like, God, that's amazing. She loved it. And then I didn't get into do the whole... Do you do kids' parties? Yeah. No, but, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, didn't actually... I knew I had to get to her, her around her heart because that's like a, that is, you know, obviously a big, a big part for many, many people. I remember having one of my, my heart professor in year five saying that if you're not on hearts every day in your practice, then you're missing the boat, which I still think about all the time. Smart guy. Um, yeah, and then, uh, anyway, and then I was like, well, I you, know, you can't let her leave here without sleeping because if you're not sleeping very well, you're not going to heal very well. So I uh, got her to, I tapped on her tonification point for her lung. Mm. Same thing, her deltoid was weak and <laughs> super rock hard strong afterwards. And it's just, anyway, I just love the beauty face. So her homework is to is massage a point <laughs> between her collarbone and her first or second rib and to tap her wrist after day one. Nice. But all that to say, like, nothing to do with her hip. And rub your head. Nothing to do with the fact of yeah, of her mid back. Just mostly getting her body to fight again. Yeah, and it was pretty neat. Yeah, uh, same thing. I, uh, I AK I'll use uh, for sure. Like one of the, one of the classic ones. Like you guys talk about validating something to a patient or explaining like how this works. Like it's very basic, right? Obviously, like Sean's talking about therapy localization. Some, you know, the brain only takes one message at a time. So if testing a muscle that's strong and you happen to touch a, a joint that's dysfunctional, yeah. then that muscle is going to go weak because you can only get one thing at a time. So I often use it to, I remember when we took these courses and, uh, you know, often the chiropractors in the course would ask like, Hey, uh, I tested and it, they're telling me it's the liver that has an issue. Can you check it out? I remember looking and was one of the girls that was like a teacher's aide or whatever. And she, I said, well, yeah, there's not really much going on with her liver, though. I go, she's got something in her leg, though. <laughs> and and sure enough, she had that massive scar in her leg. Mm. Or she hit a guardrail or something like that. I don't know if you remember. So that's when I, I noticed it was in the field that her leg was stuck. So I'm like, well, we mustn't test for everything else. 
got to work for the field. Oh, yeah. So then I do, I, that's what I'll do. Like, let's say when you're talking about being at the feet, Holding right? Feet, yeah. And you're feeling some sort of like uh, force line through whatever structure or some part of the body, right? So I'll, I'll exaggerate the force line. <laughs> so you imagine, okay, let's muscle test you. And then I'm just like moving my hand like this and it goes weak. And they're like, what? <laughs> I go, so it's showing to the impact of what the field does on the body, Guaranteed. you know, and, and, and why they might be stuck in that way. Uh, so anyways, so I, I find AK is great for that. Um, validating things, uh, getting down to, to specificity about certain things for sure. Especially when it comes, I use it a lot for uh, even emotional stuff, you know, quite often I, I cause I want to make it so they, they say it, I'm not feeding stuff into their head. Mm. So, okay, well I'll, I'll always say the same thing. Think of like three stressors. Okay. Think of number one, don't tell me what it is. And then boom, we test them again. Think of number two. Don't Weak. <laughs> it's yeah. always number one. Yes. Then two and three are usually nothing. And, and then, do you want to, can you discuss what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then boom, it's always in relation to, to what well, we'll get into new Germanic stuff, but, uh, it's fascinating the language of the body and, and what it does and how it exhibits something uh, physically or physiologically speaking on a biological level. Like it's, it's pretty cool. I always yeah. say the same thing when it, when it comes back to being emotional and it's always the first thing I usually say, you don't have to tell me, I just need you to understand that if whatever that was, positive for if it's something short term that you know it's going to go away don't worry about it mm-hmm. but if it's something that's not you don't have to sit here and talk to me about it yeah but that has to be addressed with either someone or you need to address it yourself because mm-hmm. it's that's that's your, one of your anchors you know mm-hmm. always solution based yeah. right okay so you want to continue on with that new new germanic medicine you have the most uh sure yeah well so these these were again uh, other courses i had taken um for more in-depth uh understanding of the perceptions and traumas that we could live and the impact on the biology. So, uh, you know, the, the backing of this is uh, Dr. Hammer, which we've mentioned before, I'm sure. But, um, and this was all about what is the, when you look at the, it's the a great name, by the way, the, gra- the, <laughs> the graph, Dr. Hammer, drop, of, uh, drop the hammer, sympathetic, <clears throat> parasympathetic, mm-hmm. uh, response. activation response. Yeah. So there's always this conflict, active conflict phase. So when you're in something that's bothering you or something happens to you or trauma, something, it has to be something that's like, you know, marking, you know, like yep. it, it's not like uh, you lost your, my ribbon, your spoon or something, you know, <laughs> like anyway, so, um, can't find my keys. Huh? Could be big. That could be big. Depends. <laughs> if they're the keys to the vault, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyways, the, uh, uh, the source. So then there's very specific, um, uh, so there's always a, an effect on the psyche. So something that traumatizes the psyche, which will then have a, a very specific um, trauma site in the brain that they call a foyer hammer. Um, th- so it's it, you can see them on CAT scans without contrast. So they they look like a little kind of like a, um, like a nodule. Yeah, almost like a marking in the brain that looks like a, a like someone had dropped a, st- a stone in water. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a circular kind of like uh, lesion. Depending on where it is, there's a lot of specificity to it. Left, left brain dominant, right brain dominant. Well, you can have uh, an impact on a specific organ from the related zone in the brain. So that's why you'll have these reactions in the body. So it could be musculoskeletal, it could be uh, disease related, it could be uh, like Sean was, we were talking about before when we were talking about eczema, 
Well, the conflict with eczema is a loss of contact. Anything with the dermis has to do with a loss of contact. So I had a patient that came in once for back pain, and I happened to notice that she had eczema on both hands. So we, we kind of, I didn't say anything at first. We were looking at her back and everything else too, but it, then it led into certain things she had been through throughout her life. And, and I said, when did you start getting uh, the eczema on your hands? Ah, oh, I've had that since I was like 12 years old. I said, okay, well, what happened when you were 12? And so she says, well, uh, my dad died. And so her, uh, she was trying to think, well, how's that? Because I get it's a loss of contact. I said, well, did you touch him in the coffin, let's say? She said, yeah, yeah, I did. And she had to ask, you know, her family, like, confirm. She's like, did, did I? Oh, yeah. They said, you spent quite a bit of time on him with your hands on him, you know? And then not again. <laughs> and then so she started getting... Uh, that it wasn't at 12, it was a few years later, because you always see it's when something repairs, so I don't remember what had happened, but something happened for her to feel good about that again, mm -hmm. and then she started getting eczema on her hands. So, but it went away within a week. Because of awareness just, of it. Just because she, she realized, oh, okay, that's what it is, so then the body can, um, because if not, what Liberate happens, itself, you'll be in like conflict phase, fall into repair phase, and then, if you don't chronic, realize it and like it doesn't fully go through it, of yeah, something. it will go back into conflict phase. Uh. And then in conflict, active conflict phase, you have zero symptoms. So then something triggers you, bang, you fall back into symptoms again, you have another episode. Go back. And then and it goes back. back and okay. So it's a good loop. So that's been kind of cool to be more specific too, and especially with emotional stuff and people understanding the impact of. The, our perception on the biological responses in the body. That, that really, really cool example is always the bladder. So bladder's territorial. territorial. So you'll often have people, like we've had many bladder issues throughout all this pandemic because you, see, you get people coming back and being locked in their homes, working from home. Used that, so their the whole territory. territory is changing, feeling like there's people invading their space. So in nature, what do animals do? So you'll get people that either have uh, incontinence or a hyperactive bladder and or when you get the UTI though, that's the repair. Okay? Mm -hmm. So bacteria like viruses, like fungus are to repair certain levels of the endoderm, mesoderm, ectoderm. So that, that's the cool thing is you could really gauge what part of the uh, physiology is it affecting and then why? And then get them. Sometimes it's complicated because you got to go back, figure out what the triggers are. Because you could technically have a lot of triggers if it's a long active phase. And the reparation phase is always equal to the active phase. So if you have a two-week active phase, well, you're going to have a two-week repair phase, which is divided in two. There's what they call PCL1 and 2, or A and B. And it's, so it's basically like, uh, it goes in the first stage of repair and then there's an episode that happens where there's a big release. Sometimes people have massive headache uh, or things like that to send them into the second repair phase where the body's done. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. <laughs> that was amazing. That's there good. you go. <laughs> yeah. 
That's easy. You can, you can start that tomorrow, guys. So, yeah. Right. yeah. That's nice. See, that's nice and light. No, but it's awesome. Yeah. Some heavy reading with that one. No, but yeah, but it's good. Well, that leads us into the next one, the heavy reading thing. I, yeah. I think kind of to wrap it up, yeah. I think we've talked about this in, in ammo for the course we're preparing is is essentially it's the best way to get to the, some, to the source is to always show up to work as the best version of yourself, mm. right? We've heard that. We've said this multiple times on the podcast that... You know, if you're not taking care of yourself, it's certainly not going to be easy to take care of others. So mm-hmm. you got to put the work in on your on your own, right? So, so keep learning, keep right? Learning. There's a there's a you know as you, as you develop and practice, it's not just that you're developing your hands. You're taking more courses. You're you're reading new books. You're you're joining groups that of interest to you, mm-hmm. and you're 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 amassing hours and hours of listening better to people, communicating better to people, finding ways to to make it work for a larger population that's coming in. Yeah. And I think that's the key for everything we're talking about with from listening to asking questions to all that stuff is is never stop learning. Yeah. And always evolving. Always evolve, exactly. And always trying to, you know, you're staying with 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 what's new. What's there's always new breakthroughs in in, in all aspects of life, right? And you know, meeting it's it's between the relationship you ha- relationships you have with your colleagues at work to the patients you have, and it's and that's that's the best way forward. John, what do you think about that? Yeah, essential. So I think uh, also on the lines of becoming a pro and being the best version of yourself, or, or so with the learning and the education, are all the simple things that you teach your patients, right? That you help your patients with, with the like, you know, think well, sleep well, move well, eat well, all those things. So make sure that yeah. you're you're um, you know, you're you're living in alignment with the message that you're you're teaching and and preaching to your uh, to your community, and it will make you a better practitioner in in uh, you know in return. So that uh, and then, like I said to Kev, or like we were saying before, with the new Germanic medicine stuff and the AK, and and uh, it's an evolution. Practice is an evolution, and. and there's it's it's you're you're exactly where you're supposed to be and as you see once you're gonna when you're aware of these things you're gonna start to like you'll see them in practice and you know it'll open up doors to this and that and and it's crazy how practice and life works and it'll just you know they'll walk in your door the universe will send you the people you need to see at the right time too yeah yeah you guys summarized it well i think that the key for me is always thinking that like what you guys were alluding to um, is the well evolution of self, like always working on yourself is, uh, whatever that is for you, you know, like it's really key to, um, try and be better as a person, uh, as a therapist, as a, you know, whatever else you, you have in life. Father, husband, mother, yeah, daughter. Yeah, exactly. uh, this is key to, to that process getting better and better is not staying in the same level of consciousness, uh, um, trying to improve on on that is is uh, a huge benefit to all these things getting better and being easier yeah. well said yeah and that all in right. turn will help you get to the source right so you're gonna say promised land <laughs> nice which is the promised land yeah, yeah. good all right awesome, all right guys. catch us next week so that 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 was our um kind of the tail end of our we talked about healing trauma dealing with trauma and uh, healing from trauma and now uh, helping patients get to the source and uh, pretty soon we got a pretty cool cool uh, upcoming series we're going to do all yeah. about uh, marketing we got some industry experts lined up for some guest interviews and uh, guest podcasts 
and we're going to cover the ins and outs uh, with industry experts on marketing, personal branding, all that stuff. What's uh, what's actually super popular right now in today's day yep. and age. So check us out, Osteo Connection, on podcast. Uh, uh, like us, review, and uh, osteomentorship.com. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>